It's the Meg, John and Justin podcast. Very exciting. Uh, we have these posh new microphones now. Yeah. Uh, Lavalier microphones for anyone who's interested. <laughs> and if they would like to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> yes, and help us pay for those. That would be great. Um, then, uh, and we, that means that we are outside. So hopefully mm. we get to be outside with birds tweeting and things. Yeah. And... Um, you get to hear us. Yeah, it's really nice here. We're podcasting in the park. It's happening. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you listen to us outside, so why can't we do this outside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we have a, a question. Well, it's, it's a kind of we talk about this. Yeah. And, um, and also it provides a lot of the answers. So basically all we're going to do is read this <laughs> read, thing Read the out. question and the answers and, and then be like, going. yeah, you're right, absolutely. We agree with you every step of the way here. And we can go and get <laughs> yeah. a, a, a magnum. Yes. Um, okay. So. <laughs> What's your magnum of choice? I don't oh. know that. Oh, it really, I have to tune into my feelings oh, every wow. time I go to the freezer cabinet. That's interesting. Because the magnum I really want might not be there. Yeah. So I have to like, really like sit with it and really and you know hog up that space wow see some so boring with ice cream i could tell you right now exactly what i want every time oh what do you yeah. want every time i know dark chocolate i mean that would be nice yeah i would love that maybe did they have one that's studded with nuts like a dark chocolate studded with nuts like with little almonds on it that's what i want yeah maybe they don't even do that i would like one of those too yeah but... i always want that though always yeah, but every what time. happens if they don't have it you just don't then i'll be sad i had to stay with my feelings won't i yeah but <laughs> yeah but you stay with your feelings and not have a magnum of any description. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that'll suck. Right, so I'm going to read out the question in full because there's a lot of good stuff in this. Yeah. Uh, so, including a very lovely beginning. Oh, yeah, do you read the beginning. Yeah, so. I can hear that again. Hello, uh, MJ and Justin. Your podcast has really changed my life for the better. Thank you so much for making it. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I'd really, really appreciate it if you could do a podcast slash post on the following. I think it's a popular topic too regarding which lots of people are really lost. Getting back together with someone you've broken up with. Mm -hmm. They're in inverted commas, which is cool because they're like critiquing the concepts already, which we're going to do. Yeah, yeah, nice. Um, I feel like popular sex and relationships advice says this is always a bad idea. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, romantic comedies and the like paint it as either depressing or the ultimate romance. Yeah. So what do you think the reality is? My instinct is that it's no more inherently good or bad than getting into any relationship at all, as long as there are ongoing issues of abuse, of course. Yeah. Point. Um, do you think even it could be a positive thing? Like what if one or more of the people in the relationship just needed time and space to come to the relationship renewed uh -huh. for their own personal reasons or because the relationship was facing issues that needed reflection time? Uh, what if one or more people in the relationship was confused about their needs and desires and breaking up and being away from the relationship made them access their needs and desires and want to make them workable with their previous partner? Mm. Some good stuff in this. Really good stuff, yeah. um, What if, so many things, why do you think popular advice treats breaking up and getting back together as a bad idea? Do you think it can be a great idea? If so, under what circumstances? I hope you can address this topic in a podcast. Uh, I think it's really rich and will be interesting to lots of people. Many thanks and lots of love. Oh, I love it. Like send us really messages like that. That's just amazing. <laughs> that's exactly what I want. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for that. Mm -hmm. um, dear listener, you don't give your name, but thank you so much. Oh. Uh, and I wouldn't have read out your name anyway. Actually, yes. Yeah. You know, but it's a very, agreement. very good question slash so, opening for a conversation. Let's have a conversation about let's it. Let's do it. Let's do this. For around 25 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot to say. 
I mean, I mean, starting point with us is always like, let's kind of uh, think about what we mean. And there's a lot, you know, within the very question is like, because they put it in inverted commas, right? It's mm. like, what do we mean by relationship? What do we mean by breaking up? What yeah. do we mean by getting back together? Mm. So I think unpacking that to start with. Big time. Yeah. What do, uh, we, what do we mean by these things, Jess? <laughs> Well, a lot of these things, I guess, depend on what relationship you have in the first place. Mm. Like, if we're doing intentional relationships from the get-go and saying, okay, from this relationship, I'm looking for this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. And if you think to, uh, if you think about, if you have bought our Make Your Own Relationship User Guide, dear listener, mm. then you'll be familiar with this. But that idea that, if you get, if you remember the volume levels page, where you mm. know we might want you know, day-to-day -day companionship with somebody, we might want sexy times, we might not want to do anything to do with like emotional support, or we might want some emotional support, or, yeah. you know, it's like some of those things we do and don't want in all of our different relationships. And so actually, sometimes maybe breaking up might be more like changing or switching mm. or mm -hmm. reducing the volume levels on some of those things and in increasing them on others. Yeah, and I think that's important to just remember that all relationships are going to change over time mm. on these kind of things. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think that's that's what they're kind of getting at is that some of those cultural myths around breakup, around, you know, what a relationship is and what therefore means that the relationship has ended, put a lot of pressure on people. Mm. And it's like this sort of volume idea or the relationship escalator idea of Aggie mm. says, which is kind of this idea that, you know, we have this sense that relationships should always go up this escalator over time and any kind of down the escalator would mean breaking up. But again, it's like lots of people find that they cohabit for a while, it doesn't really work very well. They decide to not cohabit mm. and that relationship works a lot better if they both got their own space. Mm -hmm. Or like you might start it as a sexual relationship and then realize that that has diminished over time or it just never really was that good as a sexual relationship but you're really close and you do want to be in each other's lives in other ways mm. maybe even tactile ways that just aren't sexual yeah so the openness to have all of those different kinds of changings and potential endings in mm. the relationship yeah so important and i guess also when we have this idea of the relationship or the romantic relationship we have this false binary of we're together, we're not together, yeah. you know, the relationship's on or it's off. Mm -hmm. And actually, I think breakups for a lot of people, they're not always off. Like, for example, if people are co-parents and yeah. we're in a romantic relationship and they break up, they mm. still have a relationship. Yeah. They still have a very, very important relationship, even if they don't live together or spend very much time together, but their mm. relationship in order to be a co-parent is super important. Well, and I think actually, in a way, well, when I was writing about this and rewriting the rules, like I had a chapter on the rules of breakup and, and, and I thought, well, in a way, like all relationships are constantly having like mini breakups mm. all the way through when certain things are finishing mm. in that relationship. And also, you know, actually no relationship ever really ends at the same time, because mm. even if you break up in that, we're never going to see each other again that person lives in your head forever. Mm. Like I still have all my exes in my, in my head, whether or yeah. not I've still got relationships with them. Yeah. So um, yeah, in a way like relationships are always ending and in a way they never end. Yeah, I mean my, like I had a relationship, a very big long relationship mm. uh, and we don't speak, but there's, um, we're not, we don't, we don't have, on the face of it, we don't have what looks like a relationship now, but I have my, memories at that time and my the growth that I went through and the, mm. the significant points in my life were with this person and I'm never those things are not going to be forgotten because they're a, a part of me now and I think that's mm. the other thing is that 
when we have a relationship with ourselves, that relationship, you, you can't disentangle that from the relationships that we had with other people. No, not at all. And in a sense, that prob- that relationship probably also marks all your current relationships for, for good and ill in various ways as well. Mm. So it's like, yeah, it's never completely over. I think a useful thing here mm. would be to also think about something that I got from your uh, excellent rewriting the rules. Thank you. Uh, from the first edition, I'm sure it's still in the second edition. I haven't got to it yet. I'm reading another one of your books before I get to that. Oh, <laughs> um, but that is, what if we treated our romantic relationships like friendships and our friendships like a romantic relationship? Yeah. If we looked at this in terms of breakups, then actually um, we might experience our romantic relationships might just go more through like ebbs and flows and changes and yeah. de-escalations and escalations along the way yeah um and that there might not there'll be much less less of a script to it yeah and there might be kind of longer but without kind of this idea of a binary um you know we're on we're off kind mm. of thing um but then also conversely we might then also start seeing uh that we could have breakups with friendships if we yeah. started looking at which could be like really helpful because i think people get so much pain from sort of ghosting of friendships and you know the the lack of clarity around actually we're not that you know and the lack of having any conversation like a romantic relationship you might sit down and have that like we're really not very good for each other are mm-hmm. we let's let's do something different or mm-hmm. break up you often don't do that in a friendship it just kind of fizzles in ways that both people are left with a lot of pain and no conversation well i think what happens in friendships is that people kind of get into their pattern and are expected just to carry on with that pattern because friends are meant to be for life yeah there's no sense of um well i think increasingly there's a sense of this because i i know that people go through friend breakups i know that it's a thing that's written about but yeah um i think that sometimes friend breakups can be useful so i think that brings me back on to the, that we've talked about you know maybe there is like a with in a lot of cases there is a sense of a kind of um, uh, a falseness around the breakup the hard edge of what a breakup looks like but actually mm. sometimes I think that can be really important yeah you can do that there needs to sometimes be a stepping away a real recognition of like this is not doing any good for I mean, I, yeah, this really key idea I came across recently that if it's not good for everyone, it's not good for anyone. Mm. You know, if it's got to that point where even for one of the people involved, it's really not good. Mm. It's just, it's contracting them rather than expanding them. Yeah. You know, it's really feeling like a harmful thing in their life. At that point, I think that is when a real walking away mm. is good. But, you know, even in, in a, even in a big kind of breakup walking away, it may be that certain threads, like you said, co-parenting or working mm-hmm. together or, or those kind of things may be maintained, even though other parts are definitely ending. Well, maybe. And also, I mean, the, the person in their question alludes to this, right, is yeah. that sometimes breakups um, are necessary if there's been abuse. Like yes. if, you're, if you're in a relationship where you've been treated very badly and the the pattern of the relationship is is harmful yeah and you're uh feeling your that there's um less capacity for a good relationship with yourself as a result yeah then run away burn yeah. that relationship definitely uh you know that's um, and you know not being flippant here but mm. um but it's it's super important and also very difficult sometimes to end you know mm. very abusive relationships i guess that's a different topic about you know how to end relationships and Mm. Uh, which I guess could be something else that we talk about at another time but mm. there is a value in knowing that a relationship can end because yeah. also then if even if the relationship is like like pretty okay 
um, I think that there is a value in knowing that it could end because then it makes you more intentional about wanting to keep it going. Yeah, I agree. I think there's something really dangerous about the kind of commitment that people sometimes make of like, I'm going to be with you forever, mm. um, you know, whatever happens. Um, because like you say, it's, it makes it be like a duty or obligation yeah. and you're no longer then committing you know, to that relationship on the daily basis of like, actually, I'm really choosing to be with you. And I think to me, that's more romantic, the sense that somebody is choosing day after day to still be with with me in whatever way. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, and I, and I would trust it more if I knew that they could choose otherwise yep. than if they thought there was no, no other choice and they had to be, you know. Well, if you think about the vows that people make, either like official vows for weddings and civil partnerships or just generally the idea of vows the one thing that we say that we can't do is to break up yeah it's like yeah you can consent to this relationship but you can't consent you can't you can't break up with me we have to die yeah has to die we both die together or something and that's super problematic it is because we really need to be (laughs) giving people an out at all times yeah and allowing people to to have an out and to to recognize that um if I always get this wrong, even though I made this expression up, if we're not for them, they're not for us, or if they're not yeah. for us, they're not for them, both those things. Yes, both of those <laughs> things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, mm. so where we've got to so far in this, in our rambly, rambly chat, is, <laughs> good stuff, hopefully, is that um, there is sometimes this, you know, we're critiquing this idea of what a breakup actually looks like and what it can be. Yeah. And maybe there is still an element of a relationship going on there, but also, there is a value in there being a clean kind of breakup and Mm. we need to be able to feel like we can break up if we want to and i think we need to also be with the feelings that come with endings um which Mm. may be you know severe grief and loss Mm -hmm. um so i think well something i've had a tendency to do in the past i haven't done it for a long while but i do admit it in rewriting the rules is that sort of oh we're just changing the nature of our relationship. Mm. We're not breaking up and maybe we can avoid all the pain of breaking up by saying it's a change of the nature of the relationship. Yeah. Like, that's not cool. It's no. like, actually, if something radical is changing, like you're not living together anymore and you were, or, mm-hmm. you know, se- you're definitely not going to be sexual again, mm-hmm. That you know, then I think that can lead to massive feelings of loss and anger, sadness, you know, uh, grief, etc. And time. it's important for the, everyone to be able to have those feels. And sometimes they'll need to have some time apart to have those feels and to, you know, re-engage once they feel able to in a very different kind of relationship. Some, you know, sometimes it segues nicely, especially if for both or all of the people involved, mm-hmm. the feeling was pretty mutual. And sometimes it's actually that person, one of the people is going to need a lot of time to deal with a change that wasn't the one that they would have made. Before they have any kind of relationship again together. Yeah, potentially, potentially. Or it might be, oh, the relationship can be this for now. And there might be, you know, it's like maybe we need to back right off and really be, you know, meeting each other just like once a month, Mm -hmm. you know, for a coffee with the proviso that, you know, maybe in a year or two's time, this could be a really close thing again. But we need a bit of that you know lesser time in order to get back to more yes and it's really mm. important to have to have clear boundaries about what that is and not to leave the other person hanging on hoping for yeah. a relationship just to start again but i think what the questioner is really getting at is mm. is a romantic relationship ending yeah and there being a break and yeah. then having that romantic yes. relationship again yes so let's um, let's really get into that focus our attention on that for a bit and i've 
been in that situation uh-huh. with a very good friend of mine who I love very dearly, but we can't do romantic relationships. We uh-huh. uh, we broke up twice on two consecutive Valentine's days. Wow. So now our <laughs> new tradition is to send each other a nice text to say, mm-hmm. uh, well done on us not breaking up this Valentine's Day that's, on Valentine's that's Day. That's a great it's, tradition. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you had to try it a couple of times to realize that wasn't for you. There's a good thing in Seinfeld about this, that, you know, when you're pushing a Coke mm. machine over, it takes more than one shove. To push a Coke machine over? Yeah, imagine that. Imagine ah, that. Poetic, uh, isn't it? It is poetic. Like, you can't, you can't do it in one push. You need right. to get it rocking and then push it again. While it's on the swing? Yeah. Okay, and that's, like, that relationship <laughs> for you. You had to, like, rock it back and then push it a final time. Exactly. Except but, it became a beautiful friendship. So. Yeah, yeah, it did become a beautiful friendship. Yeah. But... Uh, so le- there is, and you know, there are loads and loads of people who do get back together again. And the questioner kind of draws attention to this that yeah. there is a lot of kind of common sense and inverse inverse commas of relationships advice about this. Don't get back with your ex, or definitely do get back with your ex. Yeah. Um, rather than taking this middle ground of what are the potential possibilities for getting back with an ex. But yeah. I guess the thing is, is that relationships are always changing and what we want from relationships mm. is always changing. And sometimes it's a timing issue. Like yeah. Sometimes that we, we might not have been ready to be in a particular kind of relationship at a particular point and mm. the other person might have been, but then... Absolutely. I think, you know, obvious examples that spring to mind for me is like, you know, you get into a relationship one time and it's very clear one person wants kids and one person doesn't. And actually five, ten years down the line, it may be that, you know, they're both on the same page, you yeah. know, of like one of them has changed their mind. Um, also, like some people, like when they plunge into sort of polyamory, open relationships, they really need to go through that period of like a kid in the candy store mm-hmm. and having an awful lot of casual stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And the other person might not be wanting a relationship with someone who's doing that. But mm-hmm. once that's died down a bit, maybe they're well up for a relationship with that person or it could be that they the one person was really wanting cohabitation but the other person really found that very difficult thing to do yeah cohabitation is a very different kind of relationship definitely anyone who's ever had a flatmate (laughs) (laughs) yeah know how difficult cohabitation relationships can be and why they always have to be enmeshed with romantic relationships so um so it could be the circumstances have changed yes. in that there is a different opportunity availing itself to to mm. the, the people in the to the exes or it could be that the individuals have changed yeah or something like um you know sometimes it, it's a matter of people doing their work i suppose you know it's mm. like the relationship may not be working well because perhaps one person's really looked at some of their stuff you know their old patterns and things and the other person really hasn't done that but then at a future point in time they're a bit more equal in both having done a bit of that work and that makes it a lot more able to have those conversations in that relationship absolutely mm. like um people having any kind of relationship with me now will ha- be having a very different relationship with me now yeah. than they would have eight years ago. Oh, that's too right. Yeah. Like, very, <laughs> sorry, very Sorry, different. people from eight years ago. Well, or, you know, good yeah. for you, people from eight years. Lucky you, people of eight years ago. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> who, got that, who got that unexamined uh, Justin. <laughs> Who's never present to anything. The unexamined um, Justin. Yeah. I think this is a better Justin now. But, yeah. you know, but I, just I, I to... Um, just drawing out from our own experiences yeah. to to relate that um yeah people can go through really drastic changes yeah quite quickly yeah um so in in actual fact it's not that you're getting back with an ex it's that you're getting back with essentially a new person well very much so and that really relates to what we said you know how we say about having sex and every time you're having sex with a different person 
and there's something about that exactly. here as well that in a sense wake up or no every day you're with somebody you're having a relationship with a different person and certainly over a span yeah. of years yeah. it really is but i think there's also something about dynamics here that would be a note of caution yeah. that dynamics in relationships particularly partner relationships and parent-child relationships and and some really close friendships and working relationships as well mm. is like a dynamic can get very stuck yep. and it can be very difficult to get to be with that person and not fall back into that old dynamic mm -hmm. um so that would be where i'd be like that would be one of the really good things to talk about i think mm -hmm. if you were considering it it's like mm -hmm. what would what did our dynamic used to look like yep. what was great about it but also what wasn't so great and you know on the not great front you know are we always going to slide back into you being the parent and me being the child for example or are we always yeah. going to slide back into a nagging kind of dynamic or you know belittling or something exactly i mean if you are going to get back with an ex it's not you can't do that uncritically yeah like you do really have to be kind of looking at what was going on there and rather you can't just get back together because you were missing it yeah um i mean that's kind of what happens in rom-coms i guess that um people get back together because they were missing each other and yeah. there's that idea of oh this is the one after all and i'm going to put up with all this other stuff because yeah i missed the one and this is my only chance because i believe in soulmates and uh-huh all that stuff um, <laughs> so if you're yeah if you're not going to examine that dynamic where you're mm. not getting um as the uh, as our listener was saying in the question you know if you're not getting your needs and desires met elsewhere yeah. now or if you've not significantly changed as a person or you're not recognizing that dynamic and not willing to do anything about that dynamic then yeah caution mm. about getting back with your ex because mm. that person and that dynamic is likely to be the same yeah and you're just going to be going through the same traumas that you went through previously. Yeah, which is not, it's not great. <laughs> no, you don't, don't want to be doing that either. Yeah. So, um, mm. you know, as ever, it's like sometimes it might be a good idea to go out with a, to rekindle an old relationship and sometimes less of a good idea. I think maybe asking, yeah, what's it going to open up? What's it going to close down? Yeah. You know, I feel like in every relationship there's like these amazing potentials and there are also these sticking points or these things that are going to be pretty hard and they're inevitably going to come up over and over again because you're never going to find someone who doesn't trigger you in any way or there isn't some points of tension with them mm -hmm. um so it's like well what are the you know that really open conversation about like what are the massive potentials here you know oh well we've got this amazing sexual compatibility that we miss and you know we really liked just being with each other and that kind of relaxed time together was really great but also well what are the dangers well we used to slide back into that, that dynamic where yeah. you know one person had to do all the emotional labor and you know is that still there yeah it's that that kind of conversation really really important mm. and yeah why it is that you want to get into it and how mm -hmm. it is that you're going to have your own needs and desires met by yourself and what it is that you want meeting from a partner and yeah what it is you want meeting from other people and um how it is that you can just like if you are going to cohabit how literally you can organize the space that you're in yeah and the finances and all that stuff yeah um and again with that openness that any way of doing things is okay yeah you know it it's can't be that it work, yeah it, it can't be that sense that there's one person's way of doing things is right and the others is wrong it's like be really good to just go through all of these points monogamy arrangements finance cohabiting mm kids etc etc and like just do a kind of well where are we now on this mm. and find out which ones are still the sticking points and then deciding like are those okay sticking points to have like there's going to be tensions in any relationship yeah yeah 
like we were saying in a couple of podcasts ago, um, mm. you know, those changes are constantly happening during a relationship as well. So yeah. it's important to be able to stay present to the relationship during it and while it's, you know, while it's happening rather than kind of coasting along in a dynamic that you might, that might be, um, that might be unexamined. Yeah. Um, also, you were saying something about, again, from from what we're saying in that podcast about the importance of not just kind of like uh, expecting change to happen and, and yeah. not doing anything about it. You know, there's like, on the one hand, we can't just say, oh, well, the relationship changed, but not talk about that mm. this change was likely to happen. Yeah. So it's important that we are being like very, like still being very present with each other about change and giving yeah. the person a heads up about any changes that they think should be happening. Exactly. And noticing that changes have happened and then be like, okay, then we probably need to think about, well, where's everything else given that this change has happened? Um, you know, how do we do this now? And I, again, I think that's true in all kinds of relationships. You know, it's something I've been mulling over a lot being in a relatively new relationship, mm. but then really noticing how older relationships also ha have a feeling of being new because of changes that have happened in mm. them. And then, and then my sister said to me when I pointed that out, well, our relationship is new as well because we've actually been doing our relationship very differently since sort of January this year, me and my sisters. Um, and I love that, you know, and it, make, and it requires us all in all of those relationships to look at them and think, yeah, so how do we do this now? Mm -hmm. And it might be different from how we did it before because of that sense of really quite a big change has happened here. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So is there anything else that we need to say, do you think? No, I think, uh, yeah, keeping keep the communication <laughs> is definitely a big one. And um, yeah, I just really like how they phrased the question of, I th yeah it's not about there's a right or a wrong here and no. that's what we really hate about some of this relationship advice that's out there that has this clear you know always this is good always this is bad um yeah. i think for all kinds of reasons can be great to re rekindle with an ex um and also just being being aware of the potential limits on that or you know what you're doing it for exactly and that a potential ex may actually just be a different person by yeah. the time that you rekindle yeah even if they look and feel the same they may be 100% different yeah um, cool so um, let's bother our listeners about please giving us a review on Amazon oh yeah we've up to like 23 24, 24 now yeah awesome. uh, five star reviews as well uh, we get um, uh, what is it the, we get boosted in the uh, Amazon we think their Amazon. algorithm boosts after so this is could possibly be an urban legend that's going around at the moment but everyone's like uh, you know let's get try, try and get 50 reviews on Amazon on my book and I think it's really nice and um, I'm really noticing it in trans community actually there's a, a lot of us have written books lately and we're kind of trying to help each other yeah. get those get those 50 reviews on some amazing books that are out there like queer sex by juno roche that would be a good one yeah, <laughs> to absolutely. review i would say that's a good one i've read recently or trans like me by cn lester yeah well <laughs> yeah. let's see if all the cis community can be helping me out as well yeah this, this well you've got more you've got more community. of them you've, i know it's a bigger cis community <laughs> for you to tap in there right now <laughs> come on cis community <laughs> but trans cis or beyond that trans cis binary you can exactly. totally review us because we've got <laughs> one of each <laughs> exactly yeah. Um, and yeah we'd really appreciate it and we know for a fact that more than 50 people have read our book we do yes or more than 50 people have bought our book yeah even if you could just review the cover or the weight oh you can't well this typeface. is the typeface it's a really nice typeface I think there might be two typefaces <laughs> they're quite, no they're more than two there are yeah, three I think three. there are too many 
Okay. I'm a, you well, know, that's what your review could say. It's like, really enjoyed this book. Too many typefaces. Five, five so. stars, though. Five stars. Five stars, anyway. Really, really enjoyed it. <laughs> One too many typefaces. <laughs> but it can just be a sentence, is the point. So you yeah. can just spend 30 seconds doing this review, and well, it will help us. We had a six-word review the other day. It was great. Nice. So thank you in <laughs> advance, please. Yay. Um, and I think that's it, isn't it? Yes. Follow us on Follow Twitter. Follow us on Twitter. At Meg John Justin. Yeah. SoundCloud. You can like and subscribe us at SoundCloud through iTunes or via SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Meg John Justin. Check out the website, MegJohnandJustin.com. Yeah, where you can find all of our resources, including the relationship user guide we were talking about, which yeah. if you are going to embark on a relationship with the next I think that would be a good or any relationship with anyone yeah. so £2.50 £2. and you'll be well sorted spent, yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, thank you very much for listening hope you like the new mics <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and ciao for now bye bye